1993, though it came out much later than that, called it, Hellbound. Released in 1994, and this is technically the last canon film produced. Yep, the last one they made. No, not the last and, one that they released. Yeah, because this was the last one that they made, mm-hmm. and then they went bankrupt. Not just creatively, but actually financially bankrupt and monetarily. Went, yeah, they were went under after this one, and it took a while for this one to get released, uh, which happened to quite a few movies, which we'll probably cover after this one. Starring yep. Chuck Norris, yep. Calvin Levels, mm-hmm. Christopher Niamh, mm-hmm. Sherry J. Wilson, and David Robb, and directed by everybody's favorite director. Everybody's favorite. Albert Pune. I mean, Aaron Norris. Aaron Norris. Also stunts by uh, Eric Norris, I believe. Yes. I need to point that one out. Yeah, (laughs) nepotism. Woo. Release date, January 21st, 1994. Yep. Although, again, since we watched the movie, which was full screen, uh, again, don't know if it was produced that way or if it's the only version of it available because of the whole MGM thing. And because of when this movie came out, so... I think it might have been an actual film release because there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's people who reviewed it at the time. Well, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of canon movies that were released on video, but they were not made for video. They just ended up being that because by the time they came oh, out... Oh, no, actually it was di- released directly to home video two years after being shot. Yeah, like I said, so there's no real way to know when it comes to that because of the weird thing going on behind canon at the time, but... Yeah, this movie is, I guess, a horror movie. It's I... a supernatural thriller, but I'm using thriller very light, uh, very, very lightly because it's not very thrilling. Or is it a buddy cop movie? I don't know what it is. And that's kind of the thing we'll get into a bit later, is that it's not really as, it's not really a genre movie, like a one genre. It's one of those movies that tries to be multiple things at once and i apologize to anybody listening to this and it's if it's picking up on the mic we're sitting outside next to a racetrack <laughs> we're not sitting outside that's why everyone's in while you hear like we are. 
Because for some reason, someone nearby is driving really fast over and over again. But yeah, anyway. It, it, might, be a, it might be a whippersnipper. It might be. Who knows? So what's this movie about? That's well, that's the million dollar question, is it? There, there's a scepter that has a demon? A sorcerer? A creature? Okay, J.D., I kind of checked out like three quarters of the way into well, the first ten minutes of the movie. Well, it's because they don't really tell you what he actually is. Several times they say, is he this? No, he's this. Or is he this? Or is he this? What is he? I don't know what he is. I, it's like, this isn't a movie that I'm completely forgotten. It's just that... It's kind of confu- It's kind of confused. I don't think we really thought through what the thing is supposed to be because there's no real rules around it. He's th- the the thing is well for all intents and purposes let's just say he's uh, a demon just for just for clarity's sake uh, he's supernatural he's strong and he was brought back to life and they have to stop him or he'll again cause the end of the, end world? Of the world I don't know if that's the case because of he doesn't really say that and it looks like he just wants to that woman but he didn't want her beforehand. And then he only got her at the end of the movie. It's confusing. I don't know. Okay, so uh, here's an explanation. It's a, it's a supernatural being, Prosantanos, uh-huh. who is Satan's emissary, who tried to wrestle control of the world from God during cru- the Crusades, but was stopped by King Richard and his knights. Okay, that part I got because I was at the beginning of the movie. It was the only clear part of it. But what didn't make any sense is how they brought him back. Uh, he was un- inadvertently freed from the tomb, this I understood, by two unsuspecting grave robbers, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how that worked, because the scepter was broken up into nine pieces, they were sent all over the world, so I don't know how suddenly the scepter was back. Apparently, after they killed it, they just left the tomb there and walked away, I guess, because I, yeah. like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But So, I guess you could say our general our general impression of the movie is like, ah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's my general. This movie is not really great. Well, basically, they the thing comes back, and for some reason, it's in Chicago. It kills people. Chuck Norris and his partner come in, and they have to stop him. That's pretty much the movie. They just chase it to Israel, and they kill it with its own scepter, I guess. And that's it. That's pretty much the plot. Yeah, and the Christopher Niame, or whatever how you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. just looks like Vigo the Carpathian from Ghostbusters 2. Yes, he does. It's kind of weird. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, that's that's the third time I've said Vigo the Carpathian today. That's the fourth time. That's the fourth time. But yeah, the movie is, like I said, it's kind of a horror movie at points. It's kind of a thriller at points. It's kind of a buddy cop thing at points, but it never really meshes. Kind of like goes in and out of things, which was kind of emphasized at the credits when they had the wacky music. And then it goes into the dark, brooding music. No, you mean you mean it had music that sounded like it was done, but that would have been done today by Gogol Bordello, something and, like that. And then suddenly have like orchestral uh, choir music. Yeah, was, uh, singing gloom and doom. Yeah, and the same credits, which is like those sound like two different movies. <laughs> it doesn't really work. I mean, literally, we were mm. we were getting umpa 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 yeah. umpa umpa. Yeah. So, uh, highlight of the film, I'm going to say, is the George Clinton uh, soundtrack with the oompa, 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 oompa. It was memorable. Yeah, it was memorable. I'd have to say that. Uh, For me, I liked the opening with the actual Crusade stuff. It was pretty fast-paced. No, it wasn't. That was, I told you, I checked out in the first ten minutes of the movie, and that was the entire Crusades part. That was boring. 
you talking about? That was the only interesting part of the movie because it was fast-paced. And then they got him, they killed the thing, and then they walked away. And that was a whole... They blew their entire action budget on the Crusades. Yeah. And like I said, that's where it ended for me because after that point, they don't know what they want to do. And there's like the first part where Chuck Norris pulls the gun on the guy and then the part where they fight in the hotel room. And that's pretty much it for when it comes to action there isn't really and the final fight which i have to talk about right now because i'm mm-hmm. gonna say it right now that the action in the movie is one of the worst parts of this film mm-hmm. well, there and, isn't really any action like and the and in that final fight did you notice that they reused the same uh, uh round kick over and over again the same shot yeah. over and over again and they used several of his uh attacks that were just the same shot over and over again that actually happened beforehand when they cut when they were in the hotel room and but it was he, especially egregious in that a, final scene he did a move then they cut away to another scene and then they cut back and he did the same move exactly and exact it's the exact same, same shot and yeah. it's the exact same everything yeah. yeah they did that they did it again um aaron norris is an awful director I, i'm just saying that i don't think he's made a single good movie She's, uh... I, I didn't say I didn't say that he didn't make an enjoyable movie, JD. I know you're gonna bring up sidekicks, but I don't think he's ever actually made a good movie. I think he's made I said decent ones, but I don't think he's ever really made like a great one. But this one is probably the worst one he did of all the ones we've seen, because at least the other ones you could, I don't know, they're a lot more consistent. This movie doesn't have any consistency at all, because as I said before, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's not that. Look, we're also we're a buddy cop comedy. We're a horror movie, and we're a thriller all at once. No, it's more like now we're this, now we're this, now we're this. But it transitions and, really. And the buddy cop them. part of the movie is the worst part of the movie. You said the action was the worst part of the movie. Yeah, which is going to lead me into my score in a moment, JD. But you said that was the worst part of the movie. Then you said this is the worst part of the movie. Especially Bart. Especially Lisa. Exactly. But especially Bart. Exactly. That's what that's what I'm getting. It's, um, can I get my reading? So you'll understand why I'm just like, this is the worst part. No, this is the worst part. No, this is the worst part. I give this movie a one. Really? This movie is bad. I agree it's one, but I wouldn't, I, I mean, I agree it's bad. I wouldn't give it a one because I actually thought it was fun. Especially funny. Bart, JD, but especially Lisa. So why don't we tell you what the worst part of the movie is? Which part? Which part? The action. But you know what else is the worst part of the movie? The acting. But you also want to know what the worst part of the movie is? Mm-hmm. The story. Buddy cop part of the movie is pretty bad. But you also want to know what's the worst part of the movie? The supernatural aspect of the movie is bad. The whole movie's bad. It is bad. I the only redeeming bad. quality is the George Clinton soundtrack, and it's generic as hell. Oompa, 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 oompa. Like I said, it never got to the point where it just made me upset. I just... Watched... No, it, it didn't make me upset. It just made me bored. I just, I just watched the whole movie wondering and bafflement like... If you would have focused on this instead of focusing on this, you might have actually had something here, but you just, like, don't know what you're doing. And like I said, that's why you're talking about Aaron Norris. I said, at least before those other movies, even if they weren't good, they felt consistent. This has no consistency at all. It doesn't know what it wants to be, and it can't stay still for two seconds to be anything. And I also, well, the directing was piss poor, and I, I say that almost on every Aaron Norris movie. But maybe the blame should be laid at the feet of the writers of this film whose names don't even get a blue link on Wikipedia to look at more stuff by them. And their names are, and I'm naming and shaming here, JD, <laughs> Ian Rabin, Anthony Riddio, and Brent Friedman. I think the fact that there was three different writers probably says a lot about it because it felt like it was three different movies. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They're the ones only behind the story. Mm-hmm. Galen Thompson 
and Brent Friedman wrote the screenplay. Yeah, like I said, it's probably one of those movies where, like, we're going to rewrite it to be this. Then we're going to rewrite it to be this. And by the time they were done, they basically had every cook in the kitchen making their own thing. But it doesn't cohese into anything. Here's something that'll make you laugh, J.D. Mm -hmm. On the Wikipedia page, when you click on the plot synopsis that I just clicked on, it literally starts off with, This article needs an improved plot summary. (laughs) Guess what? This movie needs an improved plot. Period. (laughs) You get an improved plot first, then we'll get an improved plot summary. But the whole point is, the reason why the plot summary is so screwed up is because the plot in the movie screwed up it doesn't make a whole lot of remember sense. how there's a random part where suddenly there's a short round wannabe but he's not really he's just kind of there as a joke who steals his wallet yes, that several was, times that was during the weird uh buddy cop comedy part of the movie which wasn't really a buddy cop comedy part part it was more just a adventure movie part which is like again out of tone with everything else that's going on the um, they went from like that scene of the kid Doing that into a, a scene of a guy getting like bloodily gored. So like, what? This movie was just bad. Yeah, I, I like I said, I give it a one. It's not very good. The tagline for this movie: mm-hmm. A Chicago cop is about to face his worst nightmare. Only this time, it's real. Mm. Okay. At the, but but this but this time it's real. That implies there was a first time when it wasn't. What? We haven't seen any other nightmares in the movie for him to be unreal about. This is another thing that's making me wonder if this movie like, was heavily rewritten somehow. Or, like I said, there's too many cooks in the kitchen because there's, it doesn't make any sense. Even that doesn't make any sense. What? The only reason he's there is because he was there when that girl was almost killed and he ended up facing the thing. That's the only reason. It's a coincidence. And the only reason they're in Israel is because... The Israeli cops wanted to question them. Which is kind of weird again, because they found the body. So why would it make a difference? They're cops who found the body. It's not like it's a random guy who found the body who's suspicious. It was very much just like, okay, um, hi, I'm Joran Globus, and Mm -hmm. I got his name right, right? Oh yeah, you did this time. Okay. Uh, I'm Joran Globus, and to save money, we have to shoot down the street from our office, so... We're doing as little filming in the States as possible. And then the rest of the movie, we have to figure out how to get it to be in Israel. Yeah, that's probably part of it. It Definitely. Although, like I said, the problem with the movie is that it just... Let's just do this now. Let's just do this now. Let's just do this now. That's the entire movie. And it doesn't focus on anything at all. It's just a a giant mess, really. I can name several movies off the top of my head that has a similar plot that handle it better. Well, go ahead. Why don't you try to name some? Constantine. Yeah, I agree. Fallen. I agree. There's another another movie well, we watched. Yeah, movies there's a lot like of them. This. Like I understand. Child's Play Three. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's the worst Child's Play. <laughs> when you were, when you read the description of the movie, or uh, like I should say, summary of what it Prince is. Prince of Darkness. I even agree. I'll even agree with that one. Yeah. And like Prince of Darkness was a mess that was just run on scenes, but at least he had some framework of what he wanted. Again, I don't know what they were trying to do with this movie. They didn't know if it wanted to be a horror movie or if it wanted to be a cop movie. or Wait, wanted they wanted it to be a horror movie? Because there was no horror in this movie. Oh, there was. There was parts at the beginning with the blood and the guy getting killed. Okay, J.D., just because there's blood doesn't mean that it's a horror movie. No, but that's what it is. That's what they're trying to do. That's what you do when you do like a mysterious creature coming in out of the dark to kill somebody. But then, but then you cut from that into a cop 
making jokes with another cop then you go to a scene where the kid trying to steal a wallet while the music's playing that's really weird and wacky and then you cut to talking to Israeli cop who is interviewing them about don't forget it don't forget a hooker being kicked out of a window and then that which was actually pretty funny because <laughs> it was a one-liner before that but yeah like I said it's just it, the movie doesn't know what it wants to be and that's one of the reasons it just absolutely fails at what it's trying to do I, I think I probably wouldn't have given it a 1JD if I hadn't paid the $4 to rent this thing and you had brought your copy I'd probably be a little bit more forgiving but I actually had investment in this movie and it's bad <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. I, I can't we can't really say anything more on this movie other than just that it's bad. Yeah, just don't don't bother with it. And even if you're a Chuck Norris fan, I think even no. Chuck Norris was checked out on here. Though fun fact, Chuck Norris and Sherry Wilson would go on to star in the T V series, which was canon produced. Mm-hmm. Walker, Texas Ranger. Which was a lot better than this. I actually could probably say that about everything he's done for canon, even the stuff I didn't care for, is definitely better than this. Yeah, it's the only good can the only good Chuck Norris movie we we talked. I know, I know, we're in the weeds here. <laughs> was probably well, Wolf McQuaid, but other movies had good parts of it, but they weren't good movies. That's a missing missing action was, but the problem is this one doesn't really have anything to it at all, and. You're not really missing anything by skipping it. Just like they weren't missing anything by not putting it in theaters. Yeah. Kind of deserve to just be left in production hell. So I think yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We Please. have two more canon films to be released. Yeah, but they were done before this one. Before they're officially done. Before, But not before we're officially done. Because no. we have more canon films to watch. Lot, we have a lot more stuff coming up. But... Canon. We're at the end of Canon, and it shows. Mm-hmm. I'm scared by what the last two movies will be. I don't think you have to be this scared, to be quite honest. I think this one is just. They if, have no idea. The only thing that can elevate the last two movies is if there's a man in a red mask just standing there for no reason in the corner of the screen. And that's our new mascot. So everybody, we'll see you next time when we continue our cruise to the Canon catalog. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. We're Canon Films, and we're Dynamite. Enough. Bound to face the most terrifying enemy he has ever known. The scepter is the key to the gates of hell. that ripped the heart right out of his chest. Have you any idea who I am? Let me introduce myself. Welcome to hell. Chuck Norris, Hellbound.